The Bastards are back for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. We are part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we will celebrate that. When the Red Sox are getting destroyed, we will be critical and at times savagely blunt. If you are easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I am Charlie Smith coming to you from Providence, Rhode Island. You can find me on Twitter at Smith underscore MLB. Our podcast can be found at Bastards underscore Boston. Joining me for tonight's episode of Totally Legit or Calling the Cops, we have guest Mark Rollins coming to us from Syracuse, uh, Syracuse, New York. Excuse me. Where can the fans find you? And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do since you've been with us a couple of times, but still for those that haven't heard, we'd love to hear you share. Yeah. Um, at marker underscore box on Twitter. Uh, I currently do sports talk radio in Syracuse, New York. It's the Manchild show with boy green. That's at Manchild underscore show on Twitter, 10 to noon, Monday through Friday on the score 1260. I also am a producer for the Syracuse Mets on the score 1260. So I work in minor league baseball, which is kind of cool, I guess, because you guys keep telling me that it's cool. And I just think it's sort of a job that I do. Right on. Well, Mark, thank you so much for sharing. Also joining us tonight, we have Terry Cushman coming to us from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, by way of Wyndham, Maine. Terry, how are you doing, and where can the fans find you? Doing excellent. I can be found at Cushman MLB. And uh, just... uh, Looking forward to probably calling the cops a bunch of times tonight. I feel like a narc yeah. every time. Like, yeah, ah. there's going to be a whole boatload of that. It's it's been uh it's been brutal to say the least. Um, but you know, I, I don't know what's going to be worse: the weather up here in New England or the Boston Red Sox. Because honestly, if a couple games get rained out, I'm okay with that. Uh, we're getting a hundred percent chance of rain tomorrow. It does not seem to look like it's going to let up at all. Uh, Tuesday is also going to be a pretty bad day as well. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully the weather's nice where both of you are at right now in Syracuse and in in Myrtle beach. I can only imagine, uh, you're probably close to me, Mark, where the weather's kind of rubbish and Terrence, it's going to be probably decent Myrtle beach. Am I right? It seems like we get a thunderstorm down here every day for at least 10 or 20 minutes. And I've heard that about Florida a lot. So I, I guess it it might just be more of a southern thing, but yeah, I was looking at the full week, and there's a sixty to seventy percent chance every day of a thunder shower. So we got absolutely pissed on today. Oh, it rained so hard here today. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad here too. So we're just kind of keeping our our fingers crossed that it uh doesn't completely mess everybody's days and plans up. So fingers crossed. But uh, for totally legit or calling the cops, Mark, we're gonna have you lead off as our guest host this evening. Albert Tio Pujols with two home runs against Madison Bumgarner. Is that much closer to the magic number? Will he finish within three home runs of hitting magic 700? Totally legit or calling the cops? Totally legit. He's going to get it. I mean, so you think you're going to, you're calling the cops then you think he's going to hit it. Oh, well, I think it's legit. He's going to finish within three. Okay. He's going to so, come within three. Do you think he's going to hit 700? Yeah, he's going to hit 700. 
you think that there's going to be a couple of meatballs thrown over the dish? Yes. I, I think the Cardinals are going to start giving him way more at bats because they're going to be like, wait a minute. We didn't think he could actually do it. He could actually do it. Yeah. The, the guy is leading the majors in average since the all-star break. I mean, Pujols has been really good yeah. for the Cardinals. Yeah. They're going to give him at bats. They're going to start playing him against righties. Either that or teams are just going to start throwing a bunch of lefties against the Cardinals because who doesn't want to see Albert Pujols hit 700 home runs? This is yeah. one of the five greatest right-handed hitters in the history of baseball. Right. And a likable guy, never had steroid allegations. Sure, is he actually five years older than he's listed at? Absolutely. There's no way Albert Pujols is younger than 47 years old. And I will believe that until the day I die or the day he dies of old age in like 10 years. But yeah, everyone wants to see it. There's no way he doesn't get there. And I said that at the start of the season. I was like, yeah, they signed him so he could hit 700 in a St. Louis uniform. And he's going to do it. Easy. Uh, Terry, your take? So I'm confused on the totally legit or calling the cops, but I Same. agree that... So um, I apologize. Maybe, maybe I, I messed up the verbiage on there, so I'll, I'll own this one. <laughs> so Albert, Albert Pujols will come within three home runs of hitting the Magic 700. Okay, so that's totally legit. Um, and we, we were talking about this, I think, on the early week last week and saying that he wouldn't because he had only hit, what, eight all year and he needed a total of 12 in, in a period of six weeks. So didn't seem likely. I questioned some of the baseballs that these guys have been hitting in the last week or so. It feels like they might be a little different. They're they're sailing a lot more than than what it seemed like they were in the first part of the year. So I I don't know. I it's tough to know with with Major League Baseball what they're trying to do, but it, it does seem to coincide with with Pujols hitting some home runs. Now the interesting thing here is the Cardinals definitely want him to get there, but right. do they want to bring him back next year? is the thing like is he in there next year's plans and no, then no so Pulos is done he's retiring you don't think he comes back and then just agrees to get dfa'd after he hits number 700 if he has 699 at the end of the season maybe but it, oh, even I, if I, don't, at, I don't think they will give him meatballs until he hits magic 700 they yeah, will throw him right the down thing. the plate it's going to be a gentleman's but, agreement i am so in favor of the most juiced balls being thrown at Albert Pujols. Let him cork his bat. Shoot him up like Bonds if you want to. Just get this man to 700. I don't care what it takes. 2014 All-Star Game. Derek Jeter's last All-Star Game. Remember the controversy? Adam Wainwright Mm -hmm. threw him a meatball and kind of admitted to it in the post game. And then he got just totally roasted and had for to who? for Derek Jeter. So oh. Wayne, Wainwright was the starter and then Jeter hit a single up the gap or something. And he was, he was celebrating like it was like the biggest hit of his career, but it, it seemed like it was worked out pregame that Wainwright was going to throw him a meatball to make it happen. And and in the last Yankee home game that season, in a tie game, the Orioles threw Evan Meek in the ninth inning. 
what did he do? He gave up a walk-off single to Derek Jeter so he could get a walk-off in his last game in New York. They had, at the time, Jim Johnson and Zach Britton, and they decided to go to Evan Meek. It happens. Yeah, That's just part of the game, man. And if he's at 699, they will bring out a T-ball tee. Just yes. to make it happen, just so we can yeah. hit it off that. Seriously, Whoever's I just I, I need to throw an outfielder. They're gonna they're gonna put an outfielder out there and be like, all right, here's batting practice. Pull us, you get 15 swings. It's gonna be like the old school home run derby where you only got 10 outs, and they'll just be like, yeah, just he keep needs swinging. Ni- Gentlemen, he needs 697. If he hits 700, that'd be amazing. But he needs 697. I cannot have Albert Pujols buying a rot. I can't do yeah. it. That's what really bothers me. You already hit up on uh, the fact that. Uh, Tio is just absolutely insane since August started. He's hitting 452 before tonight's action, including the two pipe shots that he hit against Madison Bumgarner. And Madison was really trying to throw. You could hear him grunting, throwing those pitches oh, over yeah. the plate. And he just cracked both of them. He had a grand slam a couple days ago. The guy, just, he's, yeah, <laughs> insane. So he's doing great. And and Mark, I do apologize. I did mess up the verbiage for that. So totally legit. Calling the cops. Totally legit. I think yes. it's going to happen. I don't see how it's not going to. We're all aligned there. Number two, totally legit or calling the cops. I'm just going to read it out. Xander Bogarts just hit his 10th homer and 50th RBI of the season. And with August almost over and the remainder of the season, he still will not hit over 13.5 home runs and 63.5 RBIs. Totally legit or calling the cops? I'm going to call the cops. I think Xander's going to get hot. He, we all know he's got that power stroke in him. I can't see him finishing this year with like 12 home runs when he's got 10 at this point. He's going to hit a few in September in meaningless games because the Red Sox are dead. Um, it... it I think I think he'll get fifteen to seventeen home runs. There's I think a lot. He's going to have seven home runs in the month of September. Between now and September, he could. I mean, the guy is a legitimate power threat. We've seen him hit thirty home runs in the past, so I'm not like too worried about the fact that maybe he hits seven between now and the end of September. That's a almost a month and a half of baseball, like. I could see it happening, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call the cops on that one. Thirteen and a half is just too low of a number. Terry, he's at nine right now or ten? He hit ten. He's at ten homers, fifty RBIs. So he would not. He would have to not hit four home runs and fourteen RBIs for the remainder of the year. Man, that's it's tough. Like, cause you're you're right on the money there. Of could it or could it not? Right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he exceeds thirteen and a half. But the thing that makes it hard is we we got some tough pitching to to face. It's a we lot do. of divisional pitching. I mean, the Yankees continue to pitch very well. It's their hitting that's led to their slump and uh, Barrios, as we alluded to in the last show, has kind of turned it around. So to be pitching well with Gosman and Manoa and Stripling, that's that's a tough team. I don't think we, we haven't really hit Tampa well all year, but 
Man, it's so close, but I'm going to say he he will hit at least 14. So I'm I'm going to go on the record and say this is very legit. He is not going to hit over 13.5, and he's not going to have 63.5 RBIs. I've been very adamant about that. I shared with Terry, uh, I think via text, that um, i got to try and find it. Red Sox still have 10 games against Baltimore, 7 at home, 3 away, 9 games against Tampa Bay, 5 at home, 4 away got 19 games left against opponents who we've been getting absolutely slapped around by. I don't think he's going to do anything. I don't think the team's going to do anything. And you were talking about protection on the last show, Mark. We just don't have it right now. This team's kind of silly. Anything else that either one of you guys wanted to add before we move on to number three? Breaking news. Man who sets numbers agrees with numbers. (laughs) I'm I'm just telling you right now, man, it's not going to happen. You pulled the numbers out of your ass and you're like, yeah, these are right, man. I'm telling yeah, you, I don't think you it's, think so. I, I definitely do, man. I definitely <laughs> do not think that he's going to do it. I mean, he just, he's complaining. You saw just a couple, you know, it feels like hours ago that he just got ejected for a questionable low pitch. It did look pretty low. I'm not going to lie. That pitch was low. It, it, wasn't, that, it wasn't the worst was pitch we've strike. ever seen. That wasn't the worst pitch we've seen him get called, a striker ball. No, Come on, let's be not. honest. That was but, a little bit of an overreaction. I get it. You're a little yeah. upset, but... His head is just not there. His head is just not there. So that's that's my take on that. Uh, number three, because of injuries to the rotation, Garrett Whitlock will find himself back as a starter before the year is over. Totally legit or calling the cops. That's legit. I think he'll get a couple of starts by the end of the year. I don't trust anyone in this rotation to stay healthy, it, him included. Um, but, yeah, I, I could see that happening just – even if it's not due to injuries, just due to the fact that they're like, eh, maybe we should start him a few more times. I could see him back in the rotation, no problem. Mm-hmm. Terry? I'm going to call the cops on that one. I just, I don't know if he really is 100%. I mean, the strikeouts are there, so it seems like maybe he is firing on all cylinders, but. I think for as long as Tanner Houck is not on the active roster, I, I think Whitlock will basically be your, your late inning guy. So, um, you know, if Avaldi was healthy, well, I guess that would defeat the purpose even more. So, yeah, I, I'll call the cops on that one. I think it's going to happen. I think it's totally legit, sadly. I'm not happy about it, but it just doesn't seem like there is a true plan set forth for the Red Sox. There are people that are playing different positions. You got players that we we just uh, shockingly so still have playing up in Boston. It wouldn't surprise me. And it's been disrespectful because he got paid to be a reliever, not a starter. And he's owed a little bit more money at the end of it. I hope they restructure his contract and give him some more money because man oh man is he getting underpaid for doing what he's done in twenty twenty two for the Boston Red Sox. But I definitely think it's legit that that's going to happen. Number also, four. Oops, sorry. Just, Go ahead. Just quickly, I will say I think he belongs in the bullpen and how belongs in the rotation, but that's just me. Oh, I'm I'm aligned with you there, bud. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna move on. To number four, uh, Tristan Casas will hit one more home run before getting activated on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> do they play tomorrow? I don't know. Do they play on Monday? <laughs> Calling the cops. All of AAA baseball has Mondays off. Oh, do they? 
Yes. <laughs> they play okay. six game series between Tuesday and Sunday. Okay. So will it happen? Will yeah. he hit one more home run before getting called up on Tuesday? Uh, nope. <laughs> Is it Did he hit one tonight? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Good call out. Good call out. Yeah, okay. He will not play again before okay. getting called Totally up. fair. Totally fair. <laughs> all right. I flubbed that one. I'll own that one. Uh, all right. Number five. So that one's uh, inadmissible. Number five. Aaron Judge will hit under 60 home runs to complete the rest of the year. Uh, totally legit. He will not hit 60 more home runs this season. We'll hit under sixty home runs to yeah. complete the season. I, he will hit I, under sixty. I, you know what I'm I know it was just it was just Jesus. the wording. I'm just giving you yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think he does it. I'm, you think he's going to hit sixty? I'm going to say calling the cops. I think he's going to get red hot in September because that guy is just unbelievable. It's just time to say he's incredible. And even when the Yankees aren't hitting, Judge is still hitting. Like the rest of the team stinks, and he's just like, "Eh, screw it. I'm still gonna hit three three hundred with sixty home runs." So yeah, I think he gets there. I think he's gonna have a red hot September. I think the Yankees are gonna have a red hot September, and I think he's gonna be a big part of that. Terry, I think he will also hit sixty or more as well. The Yankees have have sucked lately and it's been due to the lack of offense stanton last i checked is nearing a return so he'll be hitting behind judge so they'll have to pitch to him uh you know a little bit more once stanton comes back and as much as i love to see that team skid and as much as i want to see this huge historic collapse i i think eventually they get it together. And I think part of that is going to be because Aaron judge just completely goes off and, and basically, you know, hits a bunch of bombs. So, and Yankee stadium is smaller than the little league park. They played in tonight. Just, you know, just a reminder. So I think judge hits uh, at least 61 or more. If he can't start warming up soon, it's a possibility he goes under six. I'll tell you what I want to happen. I want to see him break Maris' 61 and 61. I really do. I'd like to see a part of some cool history for the Yankees for Me too. a guy who's been uh, a stand-up player, has not been accused of doing any dumb stuff like, you know, whether it be hurting the game, hurting himself, hurting the team, hurting a woman, hurting anybody. Aaron Judge is a stand-up citizen as far as baseball players are concerned. Uh, he should be getting a lot more, I think, respect in the game. And I think he's just a quiet young man. Like Aaron Judge is just not in the tabloids for doing anything dumb. He gets no credit for that. For mm-hmm. that reason, I want to see him hit 62 the clean way because Aaron Judge is never going to be in the books for doing something dirty. I would be shocked and appalled and incredibly disappointed if that were the case. I'm already pretty sad about hearing the news about Fernando Tatis with ringworm cream. I'm not buying that either. Um, oh, yeah, total lie. Uh, I, it's complete garbage. Uh, I think that it, it's, I'm going to call the cops here because I, I think he'll hit, I think it's possible he'll hit 60. I don't think he's going to hit under it. Barring a miraculous setback, he still has a little bit of October plus all of September. I think he's going to hit 12 in September. That puts him up to 58. I think he's going to hit another one before the month is over and maybe one or two in October. He should hit 62. I believe he will hit Roger Maris's 
number. I just uh, want to say, anything? yeah, just real quick. Sure. To me, it's still tainted because they're they're not hitting normal baseballs. So for me, that's that's the asterisk that you know I'd move forward with. Is he more legit than Fernando Tatis, like you alluded to? Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to disagree with that at all. But yeah, Mark, on your first show, do you remember one of them? I don't think Charlie was on this one. Uh, I could be wrong though. We did totally legit or calling the cost. Mm-hmm. I said Fernando Tatis would not make 30 starts this year. And yeah, and I, you and I agreed <laughs> that that was totally legit. I, I said totally legit. It was the only good take I had on that entire show. I also <laughs> said Franchi Cordero would be better than Mitch Moreland. Um, but yeah, it was the only good take I had on the entire show. I cherish that take because I was like, I was right about one thing yeah. and one thing only that he would not play this season. <laughs> I think I said too. I think I said he wasn't going to play a single game. Yeah, I don't think I didn't think he was going to be playing a game either for a while too. Everything just seemed to be going wrong in San Diego for him. He just couldn't catch a damn break. Yep. Now his whole team hates him. So, yeah, that was interesting and super fun to watch happen. I, I think <laughs> Washington's got some prospects if they want to ship him off somewhere. They, <laughs> Washington's <laughs> got a halfway decent farm system out there nowadays. Yeah, so. how how'd that happen by accident? <laughs> bet, huh? Uh, so, you know, it's almost karma because I think Preller's garbage. I think he's a piece of absolute awful, just terrible human being. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, going to number six here, Matt Barnes will reclaim his closer role before the end of the season. Totally legit or calling the cops. I have never wanted to dial 911 faster than right now. (laughs) Matt Barnes is horrible. It, I still can't believe that contract. I never thought he was good. Even when he was good, I was like, this guy is bad. You're all being fooled. And he stinks. I mean, this is it, this is an insult to me that you would even ask this question. You know what crazier things have happened in Boston? I don't know if you've been following along, but this year has been an absolute SS no, blank show. <laughs> Matt Barnes will not be closing games for the Boston Red Sox. No way, no how. Never it's, say never. I will say never. This <laughs> okay. guy is a joke. <laughs> um, he's a, he's listed as the fourth closer on the depth chart for the Boston Red Sox, yet I have a feeling, I just have a sneaking suspicion it's going to happen. Uh, Terry, what do you think? I'm going to just take it at face value and say that we're looking at the closer position normally. Um, in which case I would call the cops and say Barnes won't close. If we, if the sky falls and we just start losing game after game because we're terrible and we're not even trying anymore. And Xander Bogarts is in full surrender mode at this point And Devers still hasn't figured it out. And JD has the lowest exit velocity in major league baseball as he's trending towards, um, could Matt Barnes see some ninth innings in, in those scenarios? Yeah, possibly. But, uh, you know, at face value with a team that's six games out, borderline dead, even though Mark uh, pronounced them dead in the last episode. I pronounced them dead in May. Oh, in May. All right. Um, yep. But, again, calling the cops. Okay. Uh Honestly, with the way the Red Sox have been going, I think it's a possibility because there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason, as I've mentioned already before. Uh, 
Mark, you're gonna have to take a real big rip of that. What's it called? A hide? That that? Uh, yes, sir. Piece pipe that you got there, kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I think it's possible because there there just doesn't seem to be any. We know exactly what's gonna happen. Like anything is possible in Boston. I know Terry already mentioned. Uh, you know, the sky falls and things are starting to really fall apart. Matt Barnes is starting to kind of turn the clock back a little bit because they're not checking pitchers. Uh, Terry mentioned that uh, before we came on the show for, uh, you know, the last show. Um, and it it's starting to look like his curveball is starting to get nasty again. And it's not even a little bit. Like, it's it's nasty, nasty. Don't and buy they're, it. They're fishing. Don't buy it. They are fishing, and I think it's a possibility. But we'll see. Uh, number seven. Totally legit or calling the cops. Tony Gonsolin will win the NL Cy Young and the NL MVP. I mean, he doesn't even come close to winning one of those awards. Sandy Alcantara exists. I mean, <laughs> you don't think that he has a chance for the NL Cy Young? No, I think Sandy Alcantara is going to win that award almost unanimously. Did you not see what happened? I don't know today. Yeah, no, I saw Sandy got a little, little lit up. Sandy's a little. Sandy's got the lead in innings by like 20. He's got the lead in complete games. He's going to have an ERA in the low twos at the worst. It, no, this is Sandy Alcantara's award to lose. That guy's an absolute stud. All respect to Tony Gonsolin. He's done wonders for my fantasy baseball team this year. Uh, all the respect. No, he's not going to win the NL Cy Young Award because everyone knows he's not even the best pitcher in that rotation. Yeah, best pitcher in that rotation is injured, and the other one is also injured. No, his name is Julio Urias, and oh, he is ugly, very ugly, healthy. He, he's I can't stand him. I, oh, I just I he can't do looks, it. He looks like shit, but goddamn, can the can the guy pitch? And that's what matters. And Tony Gonsolin, great story. He's been great. Tyler Anderson's a great story too. And obviously, Tyler Anderson is a much lower quality of pitcher than Tony Gonsolin is. Tony Gonsolin is a good pitcher. Sandy Alcantara is winning the Cy Young Award. And the MVP, that's hilarious. Barry? I'm going to call the cops. I mean, at a minimum, I certainly don't think he'll win MVP. But one number that jumps out, like if you're trying to make a case for Gonsolin to win Cy Young... um, his opponent's batting average is 169 compared to 206 for Sandy Alcantara. So that kind of jumps out. He's also given up. Where was it? He's given up 14 less earned runs than Sandy Alcantara. So I think, I think it could still be a bit of a race for for MVP, I think Gonsolin, if he's consistent and Alcantara slips a little bit here in September, we saw Chris Sale blow it late to Corey Kluber in twenty, excuse me, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, one of those years. So, um, I, I wouldn't write off Gonsolin at this point by any means for for Cy Young. the The one area though where Alcantara is is reigning supreme is strikeouts like it's not even close 157 to 113 for Alcantara so that's impressive but and by the way Gonsolin's given up 14 less earned runs in 50 count them 50 less innings true 
like I don't care the amount of earned runs he gives up if there's that big of a discrepancy in innings because that's not close. I, I think you're looking at one metric. I, I think that's that's silly to look at just one. I'm, Sandy, so hear, hear me out. So I think it's it's totally legit that he's going to have a, a run at the Cy Young. I threw the MVP in there because if he goes 20-1, and one, it's not that far-fetched. It's a possibility that Tony Gonsolin no can go 20-1. No one cares. The voters you say that now. certainly do not care if he you goes 20-1. You say that now. This you isn't Denny McLean winning 30 games in 1968. No one cares how many games he wins, and no one cares what his winning percentage is. We will is. see. We will see. Sandy Alcantara is not leading the league in any category as far as the ones that people care about. We can throw innings all we want. Roy Halladay was leading the league in innings pitched every damn year that he was pitching for Toronto. It wasn't even close. He had like yeah, nine and he won two games. Cy Young awards. I think that Gonsolin's going <laughs> to run away with this one, and it's not even close. I, I, I really do. I don't think that Alcantara. Hey, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying he's been incredibly consistent. He has a team that's going to hit behind him. Sandy Alcantara just got slapped again. He's had multiple games where he's given up four or five runs. He had probably his worst performance this year. He's gotten shellacked. Tony, Tony Gonsolin has given up five earned runs in a game, I think, once this year, if that. And this is. If he wanted to pitch, if he could pitch more, I think he probably could pitch a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think they're they're intentionally trying to rest him. I think that Tony Gonsolin's going to go twenty or twenty one and one or twenty and two. I still think he's going to end up winning the Cy Young. He's got the lowest WHIP, the lowest ERA, the best record, and somehow doesn't have the best ERA plus because that goes to Sandy Alcantara, who's got a 210 ERA plus, meaning he's 110 points better than the league average pitcher this year. Tony Gonsolin's ERA plus is 195, rather close. But what is that in, on the ranking? I believe it's number two. Okay. It might be number three. So he's number two um, behind Alcantara in one category. Yeah, and here's the thing. Innings matter. Innings matter? They're not if, the only statistic is, that matters. No, they're not the only statistic that matters. Wins don't matter. We saw Jacob DeGrom win two Cy Young Awards without winning more than 12 games. We saw That's Felix insane. Hernandez. I remember that year. We saw Felix Hernandez go 13-12 and 12 and win a That's Cy right. Young. And with Seattle. The, yeah. The wins record doesn't matter. The last time it mattered was Rick Porcello, and everyone was pissed. Everyone that saw was, Rick Porcello. The, do you think that was the right winner? Absolutely not. God, no. And no one else did. Everyone was wow. like, Justin Verlander, Corey Kluber. These guys, Verlander was easily the best pitcher in the American League that year. It wasn't even close. But Rick Porcello goes 22-6, and six, and everyone's like, and loves it. it no. It, the, the record doesn't matter anymore. Gonsolin, if he goes 20-1, that's great. Julio Urias won 20 games for that team. Last year. <laughs> okay, so so let's let's go back to that for a second. Since, since we're talking about that, we're we're just gonna we're probably just gonna doll off of this one. Rick Porcello, you thought shouldn't have deserved that win. Well, no. hang on. Justin Verlander was a better pitcher. And real quick, I disagree. The the reason Verlander lost it was because a Tampa Bay writer who was one of the voters didn't mm-hmm. did not put Justin Verlander in the top ten overall. Yeah. If he puts Justin Verlander 10th, 
Verlander edges out Porcello and and wins the Cy Young. Yeah, because so, Tampa Bay Raiders a moron. I'm I'm looking at their numbers right now, and I'm looking at everything. Verlander didn't blow me away in any real major category outside no one of strikeouts. It, it, it was a weak it was a weak year for American League pitchers that year. I think the league leader so you, in ERA was like three oh two. Um I'm going down the list. Aaron Sanchez had a three spot straight on the money. Yeah. He was the yeah, league leader in ERA then. Right. Yes, he was. So, That's correct. So there was no one that had like a two four ERA. No. But Verlander, if I remember correctly, had a better whip, had a better ERA plus had a slightly better ERA, had more strikeouts. Uh, and... Rick Porcello had a better ERA plus. Corey Kluber, yes, he did, by two. Uh, the whip... Um, oh, Kluber Verland- led in ERA plus. Right, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So mm-hmm. Verlander was 1.001 whip. Porcello was 1.009. Nine thousandths of a point. It, That's nothing. It, it's nothing, but it still matters. He pitched one less game than Verlander. If Porcello had pitched one more game, there's a chance that Porcello would have been 23 and four. He might have lowered the ERA to 3.1. He might have had 230 innings. So to your point, he would have had more innings pitched than Verlander. He would have had a much better record, pitched the same amount of games, had more complete games, allowed less earned, would have probably allowed same earned runs, seven less home runs allowed, 25 less walks. Yeah, he got blown away in strikeouts. I, I, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna win me over on that one. The, and I don't have to, but nope, we're gonna agree to disagree, and that's okay. That's totally yeah, that's fine. Fine, but just in terms of public perception of that side, I was on a baseball trivia show two weeks ago. They asked, and I asked the question, "Who won the 2016 Cy Young Award?" No one knew. The guesses: Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber. Because they were like, yeah, he, he was great in 2016. I said Rick Porcello, and everyone was like, what? Rick Porcello won a Cy Young Award? <laughs> he did, yeah. It was yeah, like the did. most shocking news they had ever heard. And I'm like, yeah. And like, and call me, you know, whatever, old school, whatever. I'm sorry. If it's even close between Rick Porcello and Justin Verlander, I'll vote for Justin Verlander seven days a week. Even if Porcello was slightly better in some categories, I don't want that guy winning a Cy Young Award. I mean, come on. Rick Porcello, he was the number five starter behind the guy that he beat. Like, it still did it, though. There's a perception behind awards like that that I think should be taken into consideration. In years like this in the National League where it's like, okay, no one's got that pedigree. Okay, fine. You know, Max Scherzer is probably going to get some votes this year just because he's Max Scherzer, and he has been great. But I don't think he deserves to win the Cy Young Award. But if I agree got, with you. But if you've got a close vote like that, I'm going to give it to the guy with the pedigree, the guy that's been there before, the guy that I know I can count on every fifth day, not Rick Porcello who's just having a good year. Is anyone really even buying the fact that Justin Verlander has all of a sudden found Jesus as soon as he came to Houston after sucking in Detroit? Yes, Are we just going to because that? he was already an MVP winner. I, I don't care what he was putting on the ball at the start of it. He can't do it anymore. And guess what? He still might win the American League Cy Young Award at age thirty-nine. He's just that good. He had a he had a like a core. 
muscle injury issue. He in, did. In yeah, 2015 he, and 2016. He couldn't, he couldn't finish his pitches. His velocity was down significantly. Yeah. It was it was not a healthy Justin Verlander. He gets healthy. He addressed that during the 2016 season, and then, like Porcello, had a hell of a second half. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad Rick Porcello won it. I, I think think it's a cool story. I am too, but I I am too. I think that Justin Verlander should have won it. And part of what might have helped Porcello as well is he was on a team that finished in first place, went to the playoffs. He was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Justin Verlander not on a playoff team could have hurt him a little bit but i still think i i would have given verlander the edge and to for that tampa bay writer to not have him in the top 10 just totally ridiculous it's just spite he's just being an asshole with his vote which is like my least favorite thing about the baseball writers association is the people that are like i'm not gonna vote for you just because i feel like it it's like uh, all right, come on. It just show a little bit of unbiasedness. Like, you know, it, that's ridiculous. I didn't know that story. The Tampa Bay writer just completely left him off. That it, he should be fired and his vote should be taken away. Because that is not a man that takes his job. He probably voted Chris Archer first. <laughs> Chris Archer, what a bum. I, I just remember that that whole saga wasn't about Porcello winning. It was Kate Upton stealing the show with her famous tweet mm-hmm. when she revealed a very NSFW tweet saying, hey, at MLB, I thought I was the only person allowed to F blank blank K at Justin Verlander. What two writers didn't have him on their ballot? He had the majority of first place votes and two writers didn't have him on their ballots. I thought it was just one. So maybe it was two. Can you pick more out of touch people to vote at MLB? Sorry, Rick, but you didn't get any first place votes. I'm pretty sure he did. You didn't win by Felicia at MLB. Keep up with the times and fire those writers. I don't might have gotten one first place vote. It really. We're going to look first place votes. Porcel had eight. Verlander had 14. Okay. That's not that's not completely far cry. So Kate Upton clearly has no idea what she's talking about. But she just wanted to throw in her two cents. She was the most relevant part of that year's Cy Young voting. And and it was just p- out of pure excitement. I remember laughing. I was like, Kate Upton probably couldn't even explain like what the rules are for how to, how the Cy Young process works. I will and, say that that line, um, I thought I was the only one to, you know, yeah, Justin Verlander. Yeah. Very funny line. That's yeah, perfect. Priceless. That's great comedic timing on yeah. the, on the uh, side of Kate Upton. It's it, it it was what it was, but we're gonna we're gonna bring it back to Boston for the final one. Nate Evaldi may return to Boston before the season is over, but given his track record, will only return as a reliever. Is that totally legit? Or are we calling the cops? I say that's legit. I'd like to see Nate coming out of the bullpen at the end of the year. You know, just get his arm right. I think it would be a good spot for him. Um, I'd say that's legit. T. Oh man, this is another tough one. Um, I'm gonna go to an extreme here. I'm gonna call the cops because I don't think he's coming back at all. I just wow. I don't think he's healthy, and if we fall out of it, it's almost gonna be pointless to to bring him back. I feel like so. so- 
I hear what you're saying. I talked about it with my dad. My dad said the same thing. He thinks that he's done. I think if he comes back at all, it's going to be as a reliever. So I think it's totally legit that he could end up coming back to Boston as a reliever only. The starting times for Native Aldi are over, at least in 2022, 2023. It's all up in the air. We still don't know yet. I think he's going to get the QO minimum, but uh, it's a tough one. It's going to be sad, but the way that everything else has gone, where it's that two times two times two to the 12th power, one out of it's going to be a 10,000th of a percentage. Um, I'm not I'm not looking at the number in front of me, but it's going to be something stupidly low. Everything that possibly could have gone wrong for 2022, uh, as far as this Red Sox team is concerned, has gone wrong. It's been abysmal. But onwards, we will move, and hopefully we will at least attempt to come close to 500. Uh, is there anything else that you gentlemen want to add? I'll just throw in there as well. The the drop in velocity for Evaldi is pretty jarring, quite yeah, frankly. And I just think that's uh, an indication that there's a somewhat of a serious issue going on with him. And I, I just don't know if they really want to mess with that. I, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. If at all, it's going to be a relieving role. He's not going to be throwing 70 pitches in the game again in 22. Uh, Mark, do you want to throw anything else in there? No, I I agree. I, yeah, I think the velocity drop is concerning. But if they determine he's healthy enough to pitch, maybe we could see him get it up another couple of ticks when he's coming out of the bullpen, just doing one, maybe two innings. Right. Well, I uh, Mark and Terry, Mark, uh, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for participating uh, tonight and with the last episode as well. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, Terry, as always, thank you for coming on with us. Uh, we want to thank all of our dedicated listeners, uh, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you do listen to podcasts. We appreciate you. We thank you. And we look forward to interacting with you real, real soon. Everyone, have a great night. Take care.